my name is Ivy, and you are listening to Designer Dow. Designer Dow is a place where we talk about everything web and design. So I think our tangent topic should be, I was thinking about the idea of lack of ownership over your work, and also how it can be hard to, as a designer, to articulate our instincts. Um, and a lot of times if you can't articulate your instinct or what is good and bad taste, it can like be breeding grounds for like arguments. Um, so I guess opening, uh, what are some things that causes a designer to feel like they're losing ownership over their work and what are the consequences of that? I love this topic. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, mostly because I was, uh, my design education was in a very particular design school where, um, and I studied industrial design, uh, where most of my teachers, they would sign their pieces. You know, there was a big sense of authorship as a designer from in the school that I went to. And so um, almost like in the same way that uh, an artist signs a painting, a designer should also sign their, you know, bench or chair or whatever piece of um uh, design that they've created and so i I was i was uh i became a designer in in an environment where there was a very strong sense of authorship of design um which is a bit in, in and also in an environment where it was very artistic and it was an art school and so on so there was a big sense of uh uh authorship and individuality as a designer and almost to the point that uh, my teachers, which which are kind of uh, famous designers, uh, people could recognize their designs just for the style of their designs, you know, like a, a piece of furniture that they can say, oh, this is from this guy. Uh, and so there's, a, there's that. I think answering your question, what is the danger of, of a designer losing a sense of uh, uh, authorship in their work? I think that's also that's actually the biggest danger for a designer, which is I think that leads to that designer not having confidence in their skills. And a designer that doesn't have confidence in their skills, I mean, it's basically screwed. <laughs> is in the, I I believe it's it, that uh, that designer is in the position that the only thing that they should care about is to regain confidence in their skills. Uh, because um, when you're designing something, you're basically saying to the world, a hey, world, I think this is wrong as it is right now. I think I have a better solution for this. And the solution is as follows. And um, you're basically um, pushing change into the, into the world with your design. Um, and when that's the case, a bunch of people are going to oppose that because change is hard and people don't really want to change and so on and so forth. And uh, as a designer and as any creator, really, you need to have the confidence in your design and in your solution and in your skills to say, no, no, actually, this is the right path. No, no, actually, this is the right way. And let me prove it to you in this way, in this way, in this way, right? And so I do think that the danger of people not... um, losing a sense of authorship in the things that they design 
is a very big danger because it will lead to lack of confidence in their skills, which will lead to bad designs, and that's not really what we want. Yeah, I think it's a slippery slope, man, because this whole Web3 design thing becomes really very easily designed by community, and it is fucking frustrating. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the ways that in which I've seen design slowly get, like, you know beat down is you know a need for consensus suddenly in this area of the project but not in others um mm -hmm. a need for control or input because design feels approachable even though you know if you're a designer you know there's a lot of shit that goes into the skill set um and i think like you said a way to you know there's a couple different situations where you need to know whether you need to get the fuck out or not and here's some red flags. Like, if you are actually a great designer and you're really good at, like, articulating your decisions, why you decided to do one thing versus another, and people only have a little bit of feedback and, like, for more or less, just let, you know, let you do maybe one or two rounds of revisions, then you might be in a good situation and you might be able to work that out through, like, teamwork and, and things like that if you, if you find yourself getting pushed or pulled in, in directions that don't feel right. But if you find yourself in a situation where even in what even amongst like evidence and stuff you get a handful of people like but but this but this or no actually i think i know more than you loki or actually it should be this way because this that and the other you need to leave because that there's not you're going to become an order taker and that is the fastest way to burn out and like you said or and like you said before like you know, not caring about the work anymore. And because I've gotten, to, I've gotten beaten down before where I was like, you know what, fuck it. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I'm an order taker. I care about my check and that's it. And until I find something else that, and then quit. And I've told executives and other people like, you know, that's the fastest way to lose a good designer is to undermine and, and feel like you have to have consensus and control over every little design that goes out of the door. Um, it it really and the thing that irks me the most about it I'm I'm like kind of turned up a little bit is that re other skills of work don't receive so much bullshit that we do you know because of design seems approachable it seems like everybody else can do it it's kind of like comedy you think you can get on stage and speak for an hour until you do you get up there and you shit your pants like you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel I feel I feel that's both. Um, but by, by the way, I mean, uh, I mean, I I mean, I think we've all been through there. I mean, uh, every designer that uh, has been working for a while has has felt what you just described, and I I just want to highlight that it, it is a slippery slope because it leads to you as a designer losing confidence in your skills. And that's for me, for, for me, it's, it's the biggest danger for any creator, really, not just designers, but for any creator is when you lose confidence in your skills and you're stuck and um, it's very hard to get out. Um, I, I, I think you're getting to the, to the, to the, to the bottom of this, of the, of the issue, which is, it does seem like, and I'm not sure if, I mean, we're designers, we're biased, obviously. We might have, uh, you know, a, a little bit of uh, maybe victim mentality in here about this, but I also do think that design is more targeted than other disciplines in that sense because it is more approachable, because it is visible, because every human being 
experiences design in their daily life constantly. And so every human being might have an opinion about the design, right? Uh, not so much about how a piece of software is uh, developed or, you know, some other aspects of, of technology. Yeah. But I do think that's both the good part of design and the bad part of design because it is approachable um people everybody thinks they can do it and they can't uh Mm -hmm. and so they make our life hell as designers (laughs) Mm -hmm. but because it is approachable we have such a big impact on human beings right yeah because the way we design stuff will in the in the in the extreme scenarios will make or break uh, um, something in the real world will make someone feel good about themselves, about what they're trying to accomplish or make them feel so frustrated about what they're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. right? And so, because it is something that's approachable, it can have such a big impact if we do it right. Mm-hmm. So it is it is both, you know, a bless and a curse, in a sense. I will say a way to go down a slippery slope of design by committee is not communicating your design well. And I wanted to touch on design instinct. There has been some mm-hmm. some situations that like an engineer or, or a front-end engineer mm-hmm. rather or somebody else in the organization will be like, what about this in design? And I can't really pinpoint. I say, my gut says, no, this isn't a good design solution, but I can't always articulate no. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard for me to, and sometimes I'll just grab a reason out of my ass, but it's really because I'm like, I just know this isn't good design because of my lived experience. And it's hard for me to tell you why this is a bad idea sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I call that, I know I call that designers need to admit that they have intuition because we, I mean, if you think about it from the point of view of, um, if, if designers were an AI, we would be training our mind as designers on what is good design for years now, right? Like we have been uh, exposing ourselves to good design, um, trying to interact with good design, developing a good taste about what what good design is for decades now. And we as designers, we have that intuition. And when someone says, oh, what about this other solution? And we know in our intuition, in our gut, that that's not the right solution. We are probably very right because we have just more data uh, that uh, builds our intuition. You know, we have more exposure to good design. We have more experience about um, doing good design. And so we need to reckon with the fact that uh, we are uh, usually designers are intuition driven. And that intuition is not something that's bad. That's actually something that has been developed over decades, usually. And we need to honor it. We really need to honor it. And sometimes we don't have the skill to articulate our intuition because it's very hard to be able to, you know, reverse engineer why in my gut I feel the right the right design is X. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what are the arguments that uh, come up with a reason that is convincing enough for most people to prove that the right thing is X, right? Uh, yeah. The, those are two different skills, but we are not wrong. The designer that has that intuition most times is not wrong. Yeah. 
It is absolutely Especially correct. if they're good at their job. Especially All because it, good. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, yeah. No, especially because, especially if they have a lot of a lot of, a lot of exposure mm-hmm. to good design, you know, because intuitions are just built from exposure, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, if you just uh, woke up for design yesterday and now you're trying to get a say on what is good design, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not going to trust you because you just you just have one day of exposure to good design. So, <laughs> so your intuition about what is good design is not as good as mine. Which I mean, mm-hmm. I've been trying to have a decade, maybe I don't know, twenty years of good exposure to what is good design, right? And so, I, I do want to say that when designers are in this situation where they know in their gut the right solution is X, but they are faced with arguments that maybe the right solution is another one, but they cannot articulate why, they should find a way to um, reverse engineer their intuition to try to understand why their intuition is telling them that the right solution is X and not doubt themselves. Because if you have been developing your good taste as a designer for decades, mm-hmm. you are probably very correct in, in, in thinking that the right solution is X. You just need yeah. a way to articulate it. You just don't know how to articulate it. But please don't doubt yourself because you're probably yeah. correct. And uh, developing that muscle of articulating why X is a good design, I mean, that's that takes so long. And I believe it's, it's actually done in good design reviews with other designers, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah. that's kind of uh, the gym for the design muscle of articulating design decisions. Um, and... Uh, I advise designers to get into more design reviews to try to... And that's why it's hard being the only designer. And I think that's what our next episode is going to be about, is like being the only only designer, how hard that is for various reasons. Uh, Designers, if you're listening, you could take my go-tos. You can steal these. One of my go-tos is like, I have not seen this pattern in other applications and apps is one of my go-tos. Like, this is a weird pattern paradigm that we're creating. So I uh, throw other apps under the bus. I'm like, where have you ever seen this? This doesn't exist. That's, <laughs> that's and by the way, that's totally valid. That's totally yeah. valid. And my second one is like, I understand that your solution technically satisfies the problem, but it feels unsophisticated. That's my go-to too. <laughs> I, I love, I love the slight offense in there. I love, I love the slight offense there. It, and it, I, it, I feel like that's the only word I could adjective I could find to like articulate exactly what I'm saying is unsophisticated. It's like, yeah, it's it's well, just so, yeah. Some, sometimes <laughs> I've I've been, I'll throw mine one. I'll throw mm-hmm. I'll throw mine, but the uh, uh, one that I just remembered, which I've I've used a couple of times, which is, um, it, especially if it comes from engineers, from front end developers mm-hmm. or whatever, I ask them, "Are you proposing that because that's easier to develop?" Mm, you throw it back at him. That's a good one. <laughs> because because usually <laughs> usually uh, I mean I'm also lazy. I, I'm not criticizing laziness. I think mm-hmm. laziness is useful. But usually they are just being a bit lazy and like, oh no, the design that you're presenting is a lot of work. I I I've come up with an easier way for myself as a developer to do that. So I'm going to propose that as a solution. And so I just kind of expose them in that way of like, oh, are you just proposing that because it's easier on your part on your job? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also, developers, just talk to us, okay? Don't be trying to implement craziness to save work and to save like whatever. Come back to me and be like, "Hey, man, this is a little hard to implement. Do you mind like 
making this easier. And I can work with you. I got you. I can figure it out. That's my job as a designer. Don't go rogue trying to make something easier to implement. Just come back to the designer and let me know the technical limitations. And I will design a solution that both meets users' needs and the technical limitations that you're yes. facing. And, you know, and, and when a designer yeah. does that, they usually come up with something that's 10 times easier to implement, not just yeah. not just two times easier. It's like 10 times easier. So it's very good. It's very much a good investment to, to do that. And I mean, that's also a bit of designer's fault. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of, uh, you know, div uh, queen designers that yes, uh, don't don't listen to engineers and just tell them, no, I'm a designer. <laughs> do, it, do it exactly as I designed. And so uh, engineers are also scared. a bit... Yeah, engineers are also a bit a bit scared about that, so it's also our fault, to be honest. It's, I tell my engineers, "Hey, I am I am your local neighborhood designer. Don't That's a good be approach, scared of me. I'm good. I I hear you. I feel you." And I th- I think uh, that might be another, like I said, another episode is like how to develop a relationship with engineers, especially in Web three. It is super super important that you are like tight with your especially front-end engineers and also yeah. understand the, the data models of your back-end engineers i think a lot of designers it surprised me how little designers care to learn about their workflow because it makes you design so much easier if you know that information um yeah. and cool. even if you can influence it that those decisions actually if you mm-hmm. if you're soon enough in the process to uh, even influence the data model that's awesome because I've I've been in situations where uh, I've been I've been discussing data models with backend engineers uh, for applications, and we realized that it could be so much simpler than what they were thinking mm-hmm. of doing, and so we we also can save work in there. So that's also a way of doing it. Yeah, I'll stop it there. <laughs> <laughs>